Welcome back to Mom's Reality Escape. I'm Cora. And I'm Jovita. And today we will be catching you up on the premiere, our thoughts on that, um, and everything that's been happening on the live since then. So warning, spoilers, but we will give another warning later after we've talked about the premiere so that if you want to stop listening after that, you can. Yes. Um, but that premiere, I mean... There's so oh my much goodness. to talk about, seriously, but like I think first and foremost, we just have to talk about the fact that there's another Three? person in the house. Yeah, like, and it's not just someone; it is a survivor legend. Like I, yeah, like it's it's not some random like Joe Schmo seventeen character, whatever. It is Sari Fields. It is Jared's mama. We talked about her in the character introductions. Like, oh, I wonder if he's going to tell anybody if it's his mom. It's so much harder now that yeah. she's there. It's so crazy. And it's uh, it's just crazy to think that not only is she there, but she's secretly playing with her son, which just adds this whole other fun element that we get to watch transpire. Um, and it's just one of the things that's making the live feeds extra fun this year, but we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. um, it's so fun to like just watch his interactions when he's around people that don't know. Because they're, spoiler alert, there is one person that has does know, has known yeah. from the moment they saw him and Suri. Well, from the moment they saw him. Um, and then she was in the house. And so they knew for show. Sure I just really they, confirmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny to watch his interactions with the other house guests when she's around and they're like asking her about Survivor. And he's like, yeah, how was that? Right. <laughs> so getting back to the premiere episode, um, I I got to say, other than the part where Sari came out at the end, uh, there was a lot of this episode that I felt like was left to be desired. Some things yeah, I felt like dragged a little. They just yes dragged a little i feel like they could have constructed the episode better they rushed through the cast bios normally they do like four at a time entering the house but instead they did like eight and then a commercial break and eight more and those people just had to awkwardly stand on the stage during that time yeah um so that felt awkward and then they made them watch that video which we've all like all of america has seen so, which I get, it's live. They have to watch it. But it was Because they were like... in sequester when it first came out. But, I mean, like, I loved their reactions to it. The most memed one I've seen so so far was Hasim's face, where he's just like, what? Like, yes. you can see his face. And what I love I it. I love them. Like, I love the, the memes and gifts that have come from their faces. But you're right. There was lump- something left to be desired. There were, you know, eight house guests standing on the stage awkwardly until there were 16 house guests. And then there were 16 house guests standing on the stage awkwardly until they were like, let's show you this video and then we'll send you in. Like, I feel like rather than doing that, then they maybe could have shown that to them beforehand or, or something... once they've gotten into the house yeah, like I just... send them into the house let's get things going i didn't like the awkward standing on the stage well and then you know they did it kind of similar to how they did it last year and somewhat the year before that where they like get them out there and then they immediately put them in like teams of four to like split them up and go through our competition 
But, you know, normally they get a little bit more time to look around. They didn't really get to look around the house or anything. It was just immediately go in and pick a place. And then we had to sit through these competitions, uh, which I felt like took too much time. They should have picked shorter competitions, especially the last one. The last one where they had to hang on to I felt like they wall. were just laying on. Like yeah. I, They were like, oh, it's going to try to yank you into the nether regions. And it was just like one yank, and then that was it. Like, continue the yank. Like, don't have, like, yes, we get that it's applying pressure constantly, but you, we're just looking at people lay down yeah, on stage. It just wasn't a good competition for a live show. Like, for one, it didn't seem like they tested it because it, it was. I believe it was dragging on longer than it should have. And it cut into whatever, however they truly planned on, like, announcing Suri. But that was mm-hmm. the other thing was, like, that went on for however many minutes each competition. And then the, the person that lost the competition is just automatically nominated which i also hate i don't like oh i hated that you're on you're on the block before you even really truly enter the house like and meet these people like that's such a disadvantage i i don't like seasons that like kick somebody out due to a competition or start like you know this so i feel like that's just part of the big brother mystique or what we all love about it is watching this social experiment where we see People make these decisions, not random competitions make these decisions for us. And it also like it, you know, a lot of people have talked about this. It took the power away from the first HOH and it kind of like changed the whole way that first HOH played out. And I just I honestly feel like it doesn't go with the the social experiment that we're all tied to here. I love the idea of this BB multiverse, which since we recorded our last episode, they did, you know, explicitly say it was going to be a BB multiverse and they explained it more on the episode. So each room and each, from what I gather each week, we'll have a different like multiverse theme. I was kind of thinking for a while after hearing about the multiverse that, um, maybe who if you whatever room you chose like that was going to end up having an effect on your game that doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be so far what ended up happening but who knows but you know so they're in the scramble verse right now we learned so I, i get that we have to change up how it's done but i just feel like people have voiced that they don't really like competition aspects taking over the game right away it just i feel like it takes away because now we'll never know what really could have been like the people that were nominated, quote unquote, which ended up being Kirsten, Jared, Cerie's son, who obviously Mm -hmm. we wouldn't want to see nominated, Corey, who is Zach Wurtenberger's uh, brother, and then Miss Felicia. Um, And I I don't know about the person that, you know, we'll get into later, but the majority of those people, like, I don't think they would have even been thought of as a nomination in the first place. And who knows who would have actually been. So it just, who knows how the game could have played out if they were able to at least get in the house and have some sort of social dynamic, make, make the decision for why these people are nominated, even if it wasn't just the HOH or something. I'm just not a fan of how they scrambled it up. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that Miss Felicia would be on the block right now and, or have ended up on the block. Um, I don't think Jared would have ended up on the block. I maybe Corey might have. Kirsten might have gotten herself there. We'll talk about that later. But 
I, Jared and Miss Felicia, like, they lost these competitions. They had no fighting chance. I think their personality sparkled too much for them to end up on the block immediately. No, thank you. Exactly. Um, trying to think if there's... And then just before we get into the spoiler section, I guess the only other thing that I want to say from that is, you know, like I said, I think it took a lot of time. And the like reveal of Sari I felt like was so anticlimactic all we got was right before the second to last commercial break we see her like pouring champagne from behind and I was like oh my gosh is that Sari like is this really happening and I and I know I looked down for a split second and I missed it and the only reason I like knew she might have been in the house was because you texted me about it yeah and then they come back they make us sit through that entire freaking competition and then Mm -hmm. And she, they didn't even do an announcement or anything. They just like they just sent them, them into the house. Yeah, and half of them didn't even know who she was. Which I don't know. Maybe that is actually a good thing. But it's just like if you think about in past seasons when they've had like returning pl- Big Brother players, like when Paul mm-hmm. came back or whatever. There was like something to it, you know. That yeah, person got like, introduced. They got to come through the door themselves. It's weird that she was just there greeting them. Yeah. So I, I feel I just like, felt like maybe it was anticlimactic she for she, she might have been meant to be like the surprise that they walked into, but there was possibly like instead of having this long competition where they're laying on the ground. They might have, and this is just me thinking about what if they probably they might have planned this out for how it should have ended. That after those competitions transpired, they thought they might have lasted, you know, not as, as long. Yeah, a shorter amount of time that the house guests would then walk into the house and then they would have an announcement and we'd see their reaction. Yeah, or they would instead tell of they the would house say guests, something. Yeah, instead of the house they guests walking in. in and half of them probably thinking that Sari is just probably part of production setting up champagne glasses Th- for That's them. literally what some people thought. They were like, who are you? Like, but Yeah, then like we... there are some people that didn't know who she was. And it's like, we need to pay Sari this sort of respect. <laughs> like, she's not production, honey. Exactly. And, you know, I... I go back and forth because is I it makes me mad. Like I feel like she should have gotten a more proper introduction, but maybe the way that it happened is more beneficial to her game, especially because it was very seemingly from when we saw these people um that they didn't all know exactly who she was and maybe what she's capable of. So if they don't hype her up like Big Brother bringing her into the house and just kind of sl- slide her in there, especially when these people haven't even truly met each other yet then she's not going to seem like as big of a threat and she can you know get on in there and manipulate them the way she has other people on other competitions that she's been a part of um and one last thing that we saw as the credits are rolling is we see izzy grab jared and it's not 100% sure what he's saying, but it is very clear that they are having a conversation about the fact a that- A big conversation. Yeah, yeah. The, and it, it looks like she's telling him, I've got you. They're doing a pinky, a promise, pinky promise at the end. Yeah. So already we're like, Izzy must have clocked him. Oh she yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get to the spoiler section, another like big- oops goof that I felt that happened you know during the premiere was when the house guests were coming into the house 
they were playing this loud background music and I don't know what the point of it was. Maybe that's their theme music for this season. I don't know. But then they had like a couple of diary room sections where you have someone talking in the diary room under this loud background music. And it was just like a sensory overload. And I get maybe they wanted like this theme music, but just the volume levels of that background music were way too high. And as someone that like has sensory overload and has issues with that, like it was very displeasing. Mom problems, man. Mom problems. But like, you know, just people who in general have sensory overload issues, you know, people on the spectrum, you know, oh, trust we me. have issues with that. And it ruined part of the show for me that I, I couldn't enjoy those moments because it was really getting to me. I definitely understand that. I think that that is just a consequence of it being a live show. And, you know, they probably got headphones in, but they're not looking at a final product. They're looking at something as they're editing it. You know, they're literally, it's like the NFL where they're bringing in one picture and picture and then, you know, widening it into another, um, which they do a lot. And those, I know that editing team is very very professional because it's a lot to do live editing like that and I think that that's part of the problem with like the live move-ins is Mm -hmm. the team is I mean they're great don't get me wrong they do well especially considering they have to edit um these this piece of work like multiple times a week and put out products so like they're they're a good editing team but the live production isn't always I think the best they've definitely had some snafus in the past and i think that that's Mm -hmm. definitely one of them it's just like audio levels not great yeah i i honestly think like we could have done without the music i know if you want like theme music for this season it's good to introduce it in the beginning but that was not the time you wanted to introduce it it maybe might have been played out a little bit better when we had them awkwardly standing on the stage to play the theme music for the season Um, but not when they're all walking in, like talking to each other and introducing each other. And then we have these diary room clips. Like it, it was just a little too much for me. So I completely understand. Well, let's go ahead and get into what has happened on the live feeds over the past couple of days. Um, so at this point, this is a spoiler alert. If you do not want to know what is happening until the episodes, go ahead and stop listening now. Our feelings won't be hurt. Just tune in next time. Thank you for listening. And for the rest of you that are cool and want to stick around for spoilers, here we go. All right. So we have had a lot happen since Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Today is Saturday. Um, So, so much has happened. Um, We've had an HOH competition. We have had a Beetle competition. We have had... Um, people removed from the block. So there are no longer four people on the block. There's just two. Um, And in that time, there have been sort of alliances formed. I don't feel like anything's really been like confirmed and solidified. I feel like people think they have, but it just, it doesn't for me, don't feel like they've been solidified as they should usually be. There are some things that I think are becoming more and more solid over the past 24 hours, and we can get into that. But even some of those things, obviously, it's like so early in the game. And I think with this being such a big season, we're going to see twists happen um, Mm -hmm. that they're not going to necessarily last. But anyways, we can get into that. 
Um, just to back up, like we said, obviously going back into um the house right away, right away, actually, like this the moment the live feeds turn on, we see it was like minutes into the live, yeah. like seconds into yeah, the live like, feed. Literally a five-person alliance is being founded. And it's so funny, I think because the countdown was going on and it mm-hmm. has like 30 seconds left, and then they just go to the live feeds. And I think it's because they realize, oh crap, this is already happening. Yeah, we like, better just turn this happening. shit on. Yeah. So they just turn it on. And so immediately apparently uh Kristen they were already had, naming it. <laughs> yeah, Kristen had proposed an alliance. It was Kristen, Riley, Jared matt and luke i want to say um two guys um they were trying to call each other the phalanx five whatever that means and i Um, think they hold the record for like fastest alliance formed on the lives and probably fastest alliance demolished in the lives because kristen goes on to like try and form another alliance with some of the girls like Mm -hmm. 30 minutes later and then i don't know basically Kristen did a lot her first night. Like she, she did a lot, a lot, a lot. Like just the whole time until I, recently. But here's the thing. Going back to what we were talking about before, how I don't like that these competitions, you know, so early on affecting the game before they even get to meet each other and not letting any social aspects control what is happening. I think that she went, I mean, I don't know for sure, because obviously I've never seen her play before, but I would like to think that she went in playing so hard because mm-hmm. she was on the block she was and she on the was block. panicking. Yeah. yeah. So she went in and she's just like, okay, well, the only way I'm going to get myself out of this situation is to find a group. So she was just going around and throwing Trying everything. Trying to find and everything. Just throwing it all at the fan and hoping and just that something, something sticks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that the game just did a disservice to her to begin with. It really but- did. Because, like, on the lives, we have these moments where we see, like, her character and probably why they cast her is this beautiful, like, entertaining moment of sparkling human. Mm -hmm. But she is on the block and she is in panic mode because you don't go into the house thinking the moment you get in there before you know everybody's names, you're going to be on the block. And then it happens and everything goes out the window. And... I think like some people's strategies where they've decided not to share some things went out the window because they were on the blocks mm-hmm. on the block. And I, I feel like Miss Felicia, she was like, I'm not going to tell people I've twice retired. I'm not going to tell people my age. Like I'm not going to allude to that at all. But we see on the first night of feeds that she is sharing that she's twice retired and she's kind of like alluding to her, her age and how educated she is. And I think it's because she was on the block that she was like, okay, I need to put this out there now. Like, I am an asset to you. Yeah. But well, she and- did it in a little bit more of like a poised way than Kirsten. Kirsten went a running. Here's the thing also, and I will say one, one caveat that I will give to anyone in this situation is that although I do – like I said, firmly believe that there should be more social aspects that control what happens to these people rather than just a competition. It is still about adaptability and like what you make of these situations. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's four people and they all handled it completely differently and it did or didn't do something for them. And I think also Felicia, she got in that house 
And she probably thought to herself, like, and she is the oldest person there, but she probably thought to Mm -hmm. herself, oh, I'm going to be much older than all of these people. And I'm going to need to make myself younger and dumb myself down to relate to them. But then she got into this house and realized that the age, the average of age was much higher. And there were more people that she actually could relate to. She sees Sari, who um, is, you know, clearly also an older black woman uh, also Mm -hmm. a mom you know we know that she's a mom we don't know that her son's there yeah (laughs) but uh you know it's just I think that she realized that oh okay those things aren't gonna matter as much and I can use them as an asset so she adapted and you know played the game accordingly um but Kristen I think yeah you're right you know she went in guns are blazing but just it didn't mesh well with the other personalities of the house um because also I th- something no go on something I wanted to note was Corey's game was changed by his competition and his strategy going in might have changed as well he was rubbing some people wrong in the beginning but we've seen on the lives that he's kind of repaired that a little bit Mm -hmm. and i feel like him watching kirsten go guns a blazing and seeing how people reacted to her let him tone down his game because he went in there like acting a little cocky a little bit like too sure of himself and people didn't like that too much um but then he you know kind of read the room saw how people were acting to kirsten read it sooner than kirsten did and toned his game down i agree i feel like sort of saved his game because like if you heard people especially people like izzy and like i'm trying to think of who else but i heard a couple of other people saying things about him the first night and like the first day just that he was like kind of annoying and things Mm -hmm. like that but then i don't know it seemed like things shifted he started talking to people. He was waiting to talk to Riley. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Riley is the HOH. So Riley is the person that got to decide which two people. And that's the other thing. So we learned that the HOH gets to remove two people from the block. So we started mm-hmm. with four that were automatically put on the block because they were losers of a competition. Now the HOH gets to remove two of these people and keep two up. And then the week plays out like a normal week from there. Um so once he got a chance to go in there and talk with her, he actually seemed to do a pretty decent job. I was a little worried mm-hmm. at first that he wasn't doing a good job because he told her about his brother um, yep. and how his brother was on Survivor. Um, I'm actually surprised that it doesn't seem like Riley has told anyone that information. She kept it to herself, I believe, as far as I know. And she um, she did actually want to work with him. So, at, before he went in the room, it was pretty set that... TBH, was, hold on. TBH, it feels like Riley wants to work with everybody. But that's that just my true. opinion. That is true. But <laughs> okay. when she... when it, Before he went in that room, she was going to take uh, Jared and Felicia off of the block and leave mm-hmm. Kirsten Corey, and Corey. Yeah. Because those were the two that were rubbing everybody the wrong way the most. But mm-hmm. Corey basically talked himself off of the block and talked her into keeping Felicia, basically saying that, like, well, you know, people might look at me as more of a threat. They might look at Jared as more of a threat. If you want to get Kirsten out, if she really is your target, you need to leave Miss Felicia up there because who's going to vote her out over, you know, Kirsten? And, and honestly, like, I loved that moment 
because he's a poli sci major. That was my major. And I saw the beauty and the speech crafting in that like talk that he had with Riley. I was a proud moment of a fellow poli sci major. Like he went in there as a politician and he talked himself down and he knew what he was doing. And it's brilliant to see that happen when you're like, he's, you know, he's still in college, you're learning the ways, but he knows what he's doing. And he yeah. knew he was in trouble and he needed to come up with a strategy to get himself down. Honestly, if he might be a little bit more honest about what his major is, um, him and Nicole might get along because right? she's a political consultant. So, um, but well, it was, it was kind of like, it just, made my heart flutter a little that he was like so good at talking himself off the block because I was like yes leave Corey on the block let the the Wartenbergers be the first ones voted out of the house <laughs> like, I was thinking that too when I was cheering for it so much. I was like oh my gosh it's really gonna happen like he's pissing everyone off and like maybe this is really what's gonna go down but then that conversation really impressed me I will say you know, we didn't talk much about the cast, um, you know, their little intro packets. Um, some people actually did, you know, getting to know them did surprise me a little bit more once I learned a, a bit more about them. And he was one of them because he had said he had basically won awards for like the best um, speech giver or and debater um, mm-hmm. in the U.S. And I was that was impress- impressive. And other than the fact that he says fuck every other word, he is a pretty oh good God. speaker. He he's yeah. his filler word is definitely fuck, but <laughs> I mean, he he does a good job and I think, you know, depending on how things go from here cuz it does still seem like he is not like necessarily right now in a great structured place like high up in the totem pole. I mean, he could do some damage in the future. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, part of me was rooting for him because of his major and then seeing that speech, but I also wanted him voted out first so we can kind of make the jokes about that. Right. And I really didn't want to see a person of color leave first. Honestly, that's just me. You know, it a minority thing for me, I guess. I don't know. It's It's just... I think I I just watched this season where Mitchie won and it irked me so much that I was just like, "Mm, we need more people of color. But I think it was because of that season that made me feel that. It's not that I want, you know, a mass alliance like the cookout every season. I mean, I love the cookout. It was a beautiful alliance. But then you see people that have issues with that. But I, you know, I saw all of Twitter like, no, not three people of color right away on the block. And then I saw the fourth competition. I was like, all right, we might get a little bit of, you know, less color in here. Um, And honestly, I was rooting in that fourth competition for him or Riley to lose because I love red from the opening packages. And I did not think that Luke would lose because even though he had like a hand hanging off, you know, he looked strong. So I was rooting for either riley or Corey to lose and you know Corey got pulled back and then when that happened and you made the joke like it would be hilarious if both of them got voted off force first and i'm like yes that would be um but he did he did a great job of talking his way back into the house and miss felicia i think you know she should have i hate that she's still on the block um because 
she's just such a lovable character. And I saw a tweet earlier today, like, whoever cast Miss Felicia should get a raise. Absolutely. She is beautiful TV. Like, I love seeing her. Every time she comes on, she is so charismatic. Everybody loves her. Um, and so I really hope that, like, something didn't go south, something didn't turn around, because I would hate to see her leave Big Brother. I'd hate to see her leave the lives. She is great for Big, Big Brother. Um, and I honestly feel like if there might be a battle back. So oh, definitely might not lose Kirsten right away. So... Honestly, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the rumors, but there are a lot of rumors that there's not going to be an eviction at all this week and that there's going to be an 18th house there's going to be an 18th house guest and there's a lot of rumors of who that could be, but I'll tell you the top two rumors that I've heard that I find the most believable is one Derek X um mm-hmm. Because Claire has been the only one active, and even the videos that Derek X has posted, like his vi- his voice is not in them, and it's mm-hmm. just like videos of Claire. So, and uh, also like the tweets that he's posting seem very Claire like, exactly. not Derek like. Well, and she was like trolling, but she also said that Sari was going to be on, and she was right. So, yeah. She absolutely was. And you will love this. She was like, I was right about Sari. Taylor Swift is gonna I sing saw that da 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 at tonight's concert and I was like I commented I said it's what you deserve she wants her to sing new romantics um which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs so I was like I hope that you're right because it's a good one yeah. um but the other person and that I've heard rumors of and I could actually see this happening and happening and I a lot of people would be mad but I'm not gonna lie I would not be one of them is you know they brought somebody from survivor so there's rumors it, it could be somebody so from the challenge yes. and it could be johnny bananas i would absolutely love to see johnny bananas in this house i like, want to see it i want to see johnny versus Sari. like yes let's, oh let's my go. god just the way that johnny manipulates people and the way that Sari is a mastermind of her games like it would be beautiful to see exactly. those two go head to head or to see those two team up oh my god like i would have a reality gasm excuse my language but i would just be like "Ah!" the whole time (laughs) i'm just already imagining you know in the next episode obviously they they didn't do much to introduce sari so i'm sure they're gonna do more in the next episode i'm sure we're gonna get like Mm -hmm. some flashbacks from survivor seasons maybe they'll show maybe the traders but i don't think so because that's nbc and this is CBS, and I just don't think they have the like pr- the licensing to show it. I also don't think that we'll see Snake in the Grass. But you get what I'm saying. She'll, they'll show at yeah. least Survivor and maybe mention that she's been on other shows. But then I'm imagining like the package they would show if Johnny Bananas came into the house. And oh I'm, I'm first of all, they're gonna show like obviously the part where he took all of Sarah's money. But then they're going to show the second thing, which would be hilarious. Do you remember whenever he got his sister to, like, write those notes? And then he, like, le- like I can't even remember. Planted what- them, like, yeah, in the like, house? Yeah, them in the house. And then everyone was just, like, in total chaos. Like, he does shit like that. And I- He's, that he, just, like, he thinks way ahead of the game. It's hilarious. Like, yes, I would love to see Johnny Bananas in this house. But I feel like he's been too active on socials for I it know. to be him. That's the It thing. breaks my little challenge loving heart honestly yeah that's the thing is like I just feel like that that's the only thing that's stopping me from believing it's Derek because there was that one video that they somebody posted that was like 
big brother alumni say who they're who they think is going to win and Derek was in there and he like mentioned he thought that Matt would win and I just don't believe that whoever it would be wouldn't be in sequester right now like mm-hmm. I just don't believe that whoever it would be would, ha- would have gotten the opportunity to be out of the house and know who's going to be in the house and then come in like I don't think CPS but would do that see they might because like Sari was probably already in sequester when they did Jared's like you're picked for big brother video because she was on zoom and like maybe you know it is Derek, even though like and i I just i have hope that there is an 18th house guest i do too we'll find Um, out on thursday i guess yeah we will maybe wednesday but probably thursday yeah probably thursday i mean julie might drop a spoiler on wednesday or just like a little tidbit that we'll have a big surprise on thursday yeah i mean maybe 10 or 15 minutes before the episode or whatever they did this past time they'll be like breaking news there's gonna be an 18th house guest because that's basically how we found out there was gonna be a 17th house guest they were like yeah by the way but um going back to the live feeds and um you know just talking about Suri and Jared obviously we mentioned before that Izzy clocked them we did later confirm that not only did Izzy know that Jared was Suri's son she recognized him when they were standing out there she remembered Mm -hmm. him from Game Changers because Jared Mm -hmm. did visit Suri on Game Changers and it's funny there's actually a was like like a a tea Jared, he was much smaller than I know he was he's got the same face but it's so much tinier his arms are so much smaller mm-hmm. but yeah it's really funny because you know he had dinner or lunch on the island with Suri and the other um castaways and there's like a gif going around now of him being like about something you know it's just mm-hmm. this, fun, this shocked face at, in game changers uh, when he was a teenager but yes we we learned to find out that um basically Izzy's girlfriend or fiance I'm not sure if they're engaged I can't remember um Paige they uh she is obsessed with Survivor so during Mm -hmm. the pandemic she got Izzy into Survivor and Izzy is like us when she gathers you know starts to like something she obsesses over it so she just started absorbing all the content and she's then watched every season of survivor and you know watched them very intensely and basically uh did the same thing when she discovered big brother it sounds like she discovered big brother in january yeah in january (laughs) and then watched it all and then applied to be on the show somehow got on the show and then and then watched it all again yeah while she was doing the casting process so with that all being really fresh on her brain i think it was a little bit easier for her Mm -hmm. to clock them but Apparently, she said something along the lines of, like, is that Suri's son? When they were just standing out there and really scared mm-hmm. Jared. And then she was already planning on pulling him aside when she brought, came inside. But, of course, then she sees Suri. So, of course, she pulls him aside and pulls Suri aside and basically tells them, like, hey, I know that's your son. I know that's your mom. And a trio was then born pretty yeah. immediately. Um, oh, yes. And, and I... It's it's kind of cute to see like the moments where Suri and Jared could be Suri and Jared. Yes, but Izzy's there for every one of those moments. Like she it's ca- they can't have a moment alone without her being there. Like she's their buffer. She's their their bodyguard. Like honey, let them have a moment. It's cute. It's a mom and a son. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. And um, it, like and other people think it's cute. 
I go back and forth with it. She's calling her mom now too. Like it's funny when she's talking to Jared, she'd be like, "Okay, so these are the people we'll have on your side. We've got you, me, mom, Miss Felicia, blah blah blah." And I'm just like, I mean, yes, that's fine. Yeah, Suri is mother, but <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think Izzy, Suri, and Miss Felicia all ended up in the um the comic book room room. yeah Mm -hmm. and they're in there with red so but specifically those three women no actually miss felicia is not in there it's bowie that's in there miss felicia though has become very good friends with specifically miss sari like i said before so Mm -hmm. they have kind of started to become a thing they had already kind of started to get very close just on the first night um the wheels were already turning as far as what was going on there but meanwhile, on the other side of the house with, like, the younger people, we've got Riley and Jag, who really hit it off right away. Mm-hmm. And then also Jag and Blue hit it off right away. So the three of them kind of became a thing, especially after Riley got HOH. They decided that they were going to be their own three. And three? they were yeah. going to call themselves crowd control. Yes. They're going to get rid I... of everyone else. I actually, like, they were making that happen as I was, like, waking up for work. So I was watching that happen. Um, And I actually took notes on that. Um, And I was, I I had these thoughts about it, but they're, like, gathering to make this, like, three-person alliance and then a handful and then eight on top of that. So it's sort of this, like, big thing, like, after watching that conversation and seeing those three form like crowd control and then talk about the handful and then talk about um family style which the handful is um you know riley jag and blue plus they pulled uh, in matt and cameron into that yes it's basically the people that are staying in the scary room in the scary verse yes. room and that's why they called that's that that's why they're doing the handfuls because one there's five of them and two they're mm-hmm. in the room with all the hands on the walls. Yeah, yeah. And then they're those eight are gonna be like a second core because these three are the first core, the second core is the handful, and then the larger group is the you know, the family style group of eight people. It's um the handful plus Jared, Corey, and America. Yeah. It's kind um, of changed. So, they weren't a hundred percent sure what they were yeah, going to do so there. So I there was, was like sure about like Jared and then like Corey, or I was sure about Jared in America, and then I wasn't sure about the eighth person. Um, and so like I feel like they've kind of been like going back and forth because that day it was I think it was so it was eight thirty a.m. on the East Coast. Um, so it would have been seven thirty here, mm-hmm. and I think like. 5 30 there yes when they were having this conversation Mm -hmm. when i tuned in um and all of this was happening and they were like i think riley was like sorry guys we're not going to sleep tonight (laughs) and it it was it was friday morning for them yeah um and they were trying to like work out what it was all gonna happen but i think we're also sleep deprived so they like i think three or four times were like okay what are you gonna do tomorrow what are you gonna do tomorrow Mm -hmm. and like every time they talked about it it changed a little bit so it was like okay i need to take notes because this is changing um because it seemed like they were they were pretty sure they wanted to work with matt and cameron Mm because they already were in those rooms but you know it was like maybe we'll work with luke maybe we'll work with hysom maybe uh we'll work with i think maybe mccall was a name they mentioned i don't know they had a couple of people in mind but the overall 
plan was, you know, the core three make a core five that you tell that core five were the core. They don't know that Mm -hmm. there's a closer three and then create an eight. And they basically had this conversation, like you said, really early Friday morning. And then yesterday evening, once the majority of people went to bed, then they were able to further execute this plan by pulling Matt and Cameron into a room and then... Mm -hmm. Acting like they had just come up with the idea to create this five-person alliance. And then acting yeah. like they had just come up with the idea to create an eight-person alliance. Yeah. I will say... Even though they had already named all three alliances. I know! Okay, in that so, first conversation. <laughs> so, I will say, the first night of the feeds, um, and I think just the first day, Cameron was still kind of finding his footing. He seemed at first, like, very introverted. And, mm-hmm. you know... Izzy was throwing around that he was giving serial killer vibes, which I think is a little drastic to say to somebody that you just met. I mean, uh, but I it get it. Was, it was like, I, I love that she said, like, he's giving serial killer vibes. And she said it to multiple people. And then, like, I think it was, like, Thursday daytime feeds when she had a conversation with him where he talked about where he was in the military and he was in infantry. And you just see her face and she's like, it's all coming together now. Like, this it's is like, why oh. he's... Okay, so yeah, you like have this, killed it's a few his people. military person. Yeah, like it's his military persona that I'm catching on to. He might not be a serial killer, but like this is what I'm gravita- grabbing onto. And for me, that was just like I watched her face that whole time because the live feeds were just like focused on her face while he was explaining all of that. After she had told so many people, she was like, "He's giving me serial killer vibes." So I'm like, "Honey, just listen to the who the man is." Like. But, you know, it, it it was pretty clear that the only people he did gravitate towards at first were the people in his room. And mm-hmm. I think once Riley became HOH, he felt a lot more comfortable. So he started to, I, you know, it seemed like he came out of his shell a little more. He was a little bit more opinionated. And I just thought it was funny that while they were having the conversation last night about, like, trying to create an eight-person alliance, he was basically tell, trying to tell them, like, I don't know about that. Like, we just created this five-person alliance. Like, we mm-hmm. should pump the brakes on that. And they're just like, yeah, totally. We didn't already come up with this idea. What if we called it family <laughs> style that, you know, even though I was, I just came up with this idea, I've been thinking about it for a while. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I came in here with these, like, group names just in case (laughs) yeah but obviously matt and cameron i don't know unless we find out later in the diary room they both didn't seem very observant enough to like catch on to that they both just seemed a little bit like happy to be there so yeah you know so but yeah that seems to be what's going on over there they think that they're gonna pull jared that's the funny part to me because i mean obviously jared i was a little worried it seemed like maybe he might stick with those people and i was like what is that going to mean for his mom but Mm -hmm. it really does more so seem like he's going to be like a a spy and a mole Mm -hmm. a double agent yeah so he'll be on that side uh but even just earlier tonight he did i heard him tell i think his mom and izzy that like no he would rather be on the other side of the house because he prefers like the older people that he thinks the young people are going to be like uh just too immature and bad decision making mm-hmm. so that's interesting um but so we had the veto today that was another mm-hmm. thing that happened uh we found out that the people that played in the veto obviously were riley kirsten uh, miss felicia and then the others were Hysum, i believe uh blue might have been one of them and then okay. it was supposedly bowie but it, it turns out it was actually cameron okay um but 
it doesn't matter because we found out that the person that won is actually Hysom. Um, yes. And another thing that should, we should mention that started happening last night is, you know, the people in the comic book room, minus Red, really are trying to solidify something a little bit more. So the four ladies, um, which would be Sari, Felicia, Izzy, and Bowie, they decided mm-hmm. to call themselves the Bye Bye Bitches. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, they're in the comic room and uh, Janelle's uh, Bye Bye Bitches is on the wall. So I think that it's kind of like an homage to that um so i love it uh and then basically their idea was they would have Hysum and jared as their like two extra people obviously jared's definitely part oh of absolutely it, but they're trying they've been trying to get Hysum more and more they've been a little hesitant about red because red said to people that he didn't want to talk strategy yeah and so they take take that to mean or Sari at least does is like oh well then you must be talking strategy with someone else but truly red isn't he's not really talking strategy with much of anyone he's kind of talked with Hysum a little bit but yeah not much so I think that they are now trying to pull red they've realized that the other side of the house has that eight person alliance because they've informed Jared at this point Jared has informed the other side of the house so the house is splitting and we're really getting into like a big battle Mm-hmm. Um, there there also was like and like I wasn't able to watch all of the feeds today but like I was able to get on Twitter a little bit because I was you know doing family things today but I was able to get on Twitter and there was one moment when I got on Twitter when someone was talking about like if they pull someone off the block and Sari ends up on the block and I was like absolutely no like I was just scrolling Twitter like doom scrolling because someone mentioned that Sari might end up being backdoored and I was it broke my soul. Okay, so I gotta say, that was Izzy that was afraid of that. And here's the okay. thing. Izzy is a little too paranoid. Like, she's a good soldier, but she's also a very paranoid soldier. So, like, she she was worried about something yesterday. She was worried about Red or somebody, like, um, talking crap about her or something. Um, but then, yeah, today she was really worried that Suri was going to be backdoored. She's, like, so much so that she's convinced Suri that that was the plan. And I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what happened, but, like, that has never been mentioned to anyone. So I don't – genuinely don't think that was ever going to be the plan. But they're very concerned that it might be and basically told Miss Felicia, like, Hysom can't use the veto on you because they will backdoor me. So you have to stay on the block, but we will protect you. So um, that was where that came from. I don't think it, anything is going to come of it, but I think that Izzy needs to chill out because it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy if she's not careful. Like, oh, yeah. don't give people the idea to backdoor Yeah, she was Sari. talking it up so much. Like, and I, I did see a tweet where someone was like, Izzy is talking so much about not backing, backdooring Sari. She's putting the idea in people's minds. Yeah. And it absolutely truly is. But she is so, like, blindly faithful to Sari. It's a little bit sort of hilarious someone did tweet like Sari could put Izzy on the block and she would say thank you honestly like well I mean and I if if she's fangirling real hard if Sari lasts long enough I could see a situation where Izzy goes home at the hands of Sari just like Eric did you know it's just that's just who she is and how she's what she's capable of but um what was I going to say? I had something else, a point that I wanted to make on that. Oh, as far as backdoors go. They're, they're, the only backdoor plan that was any kind of legitimate was obviously they're worried that Kirsten could have won veto today. And if she did, the plan basically was to put Luke on the block because I guess Luke is rubbing quite a few people the wrong way. Um, 
they think that he's acting stupider than he really is they think he's a doctor but and they don't believe that he's an artist i just think that's funny because no i think he actually i mean he is a nerd he is an artist but like he's hiding the fact that he's a nerd yeah but yeah they're like impressed that he knows words like bladder and they think that that means he's a doctor and i'm like okay riley it's um, like a six letter word yeah it's not it might be seven i don't know it doesn't matter it's not it's not that impressive of a word like it's a word a lot of us bladder like it's not a big big word yeah so i don't know they and i guess he's she's he's made some other comments like i guess he made a comment to riley like oh i can't believe you beat me and and like stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's like kind of insulted her and also made a comment after the nomination ceremony that he didn't even know Corey was on the block um so that rubbed people the wrong way too uh basically he was just the plan to you know be backdoored if kirsten had to be taken down Mm mm-hmm now, I will say Michael from last season tweeted out something that I thought was a great idea. Um, they He tweeted that, um, what if Hysum pulled Felicia down and they ended up putting up Luke and then he went home and then they pulled mm-hmm. in Kirsten. Because Kirsten probably would work with, um, oh, and Nicole. Nicole is also in the Bye Bye Bitches. So okay. they, they've got that side of the house. And I think Kirsten would try and work with them over the others yeah um Um, well so i like like i said i didn't watch much of today but i was catching up like right before we recorded um and kirsten was in the head of household room talking to riley and riley was like giving her these mixed signals like if you're here next week like maybe you should talk to people and no one wants to really campaign against miss felicia because like you know and it's just like girl she's not staying I really hope she doesn't stay because I don't want Miss Felicia to go home. Same. But they haven't had the veto ceremony yet, to my understanding, correct? No, no. They just okay. they just finished the veto competition like earlier today. They probably will do the ceremony either tomorrow or Monday. Yeah, Usually and I think I think Sari was the host of the veto competition. Mm-hmm. And um That was another was reason having... that Izzy thought that it was that Suri was going to be the back door. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're but I remember. So like, I didn't, I didn't hear this. Like, Izzy was too paranoid conversation until you just told me. But I did catch on, like, as I was catching up, um, to a conversation between Suri and Red, where Suri was like, "Did you see Riley throw the competition?" And I was like, "Oh, this bitch threw the competition." So Suri is of this understanding now that like, oh, Riley threw the converse- competition because she wanted someone else to win and pull someone else off the block and make themselves safe, and so. Even Sari has it in her head that she is the back door right now. And then she went upstairs after that conversation with Red and was like talking to Riley after Riley was talking to Kirsten and was like, you know, what's the plan? What's going on? And Riley's like, no, no, you're good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so that's, this is what I've watched. But like on another note, I feel like Izzy maybe is talking a little too much. She might be like, on the path for pulling a Kirsten right now because after we saw the conversation between Riley, Jag, and Blue, later that day, Izzy was having a conversation with Blue where she was like, yeah, we don't like Matt for this reason and we don't like Cameron for this reason. And I was like, shut up, Izzy. They're making an alliance with she's like, they're, she's She was saying like, we, we need to be on the lookout for like a strong, big alliance forming. Mm-hmm. And Blue's like at the forefront of that yes, like alliance. Like she's forming, forming that alliance. And Izzy is like naming all the people. I'm like, Izzy, honey, you're throwing yourself and your alliance under the bus. Yeah. Just shut up. Go back to Sari. 
I definitely think that, like, depending on who gets power next week, that, like, I think that Izzy could definitely be in danger. I think that the most dangerous person to get power next week would probably be Cameron. I think Cameron would probably put Suri and Izzy up on the block. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that there's there's some interesting stuff going on but they they do know though be, that they don't like luke so they think that they need to pull luke since kirsten is on the block so i think mm-hmm. that whether it's kirsten that goes home or somehow luke that goes home i really don't think in any scenario miss felicia is going to go home um mm-hmm. i think that that side of the house will Not try and pull them <laughs> right yeah but then you know regardless of if we have an eviction we don't have an eviction we have an 18th house guest come in we don't I think we have a battle back. Yeah. Yeah. Which that I think will happen regardless later in the mm-hmm. season. But I, I think they it's have possible. to fill like a hundred days of filming. Yeah. yeah. And they do, they do battle backs a lot on seasons that are shorter. So I just, I'm sure we'll get at least one this year, if not two, but like mm-hmm. I said, I think we'll get one battle back and one like fake eviction, but that, that, that could be this eviction. I yeah. could think that this one could end up being a fake eviction. And then, and then we get our 18th house guest. Or we do have somebody go out and then we're back to 16. And I think that at this point, I think we're going to see the house get split in half next week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm interested to see if it does get split in half, who ends up on which side? Because the dynamics could completely change based on who, you know. Who gets evicted. Yeah, the veto, everything. There's so much still left in the air. And then also whoever wins the head of household, the dynamics can change from that. Like exactly. if Riley and one of her family style members aren't in power, those people could go stra- scrambling because I feel like, you know, family style isn't really solidified yet. Yes. Not as much as the handful and crowd control, but even still like the handful is five people and if the house gets split up eight and eight and those people are like, you know, there's three of them on one side and two on the other or something like that, like, there's no telling if that's really going to be legitimately, you know, solidified. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but, I mean, I think as far as now, that's pretty that's much the state of the house. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know... There's definitely going to be more conversations that will happen tonight. I think that both sides of the house right now are trying to lock in Hysom as a number because mm-hmm. he's the one with the veto. And I believe that Ceri's side of the house has a better chance of locking him in. Hysom has said that the people he trusts are really more like Red and... Um, who else? I think he said Izzy, that he trusts Izzy a lot. Um, so America is on the other side of the house. She's kind of a free agent, but she's, Jag's been putting in a lot of work with her. So she's kind of leaning towards that way. I know that at one point, Sari approached her and tried to have a conversation with her, but she wasn't as receptive to it, um, Mm -hmm. as Sari felt she should have been. So Izzy and Sari kind of just wrote her off as like somebody that they are not going to work with. I don't think that's the best move because I think it's still too early. I think that America could be somebody that could be pulled in because she's a fan. She mentioned she, she mentioned Joker updates, which is if you're listening to this, you probably know what Joker updates is, but it's an update account and they do daily rankings. 
she she mentioned that she's on the live feeds till 4 a.m so she's mm-hmm. an avid watcher that really absorbs this content and i think that if anyone I, is going to notice that they're what? I think that's why they haven't been able to tie her down yet because she is a fan of the game. She has studied the game and she is kind of like, she knows where to play right now. She doesn't want to lock herself in too deep to anything, even though I, that's, I think, and that's part of the reason why that eight is not super, you know, solid. But I think that it, if she keeps like being agreeable to the eight, even just to their face, she's going to be able to notice the dynamics and that she is lowest on the totem pole. And mm-hmm. I think that will keep her open-minded. So I wouldn't count her out as far as people to work with. Um, if, and you know, if you're Suri. Yeah. I, I honestly think like Suri, she sees everything because she, when she was having her conversation with red and it was like the eight is making the excuse that I might be the back door because they're worried about the four of us staying in our room. Well, if they're worried about the four of us staying in our room, why shouldn't the rest of us be worried about the eight of them staying up in the HOH room and talking up there for hours? Exactly. Like she sees everything and she notices all the things, but she hasn't really been able to unleash her game because the people that she's really aligned to, you know, really close to her son, Jared, and Miss Felicia were on the block and Miss Felicia is still on the block. And so she's kind of playing a catch up game here because she came into a game where there were already people that she needed to defend on the block. And then there were already people that knew each other or had those moments with each other beforehand. And then there's already people that know who she is and are playing against her game. And I honestly think like Corey being a fan of survivor is playing against Suri's game. And that makes me not like him so much. (laughs) He loves her, but you can see that in his eyes that he thinks that his way to, like, make his mark on this game is to get her out. Oh, absolutely. He's like, I'm going to make the biggest mark ever. I'm going to get Sari out. And, like, That's the not Survivor the fandom heart. will never forgive your family. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Jack's that's probably not the at way. Home, you like, can't do it. Bro. Shut up. Stop, Corey. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though, because, you know, Riley took him off the block on day three, and day three was the day that he left the game. And so Zach <laughs> tweeted out something along the lines of, like, this is the best day three in Wurttemberger history. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, where we're at. I think, you know, over the course of the next couple of days, we're going to find out who is ultimately going to be on the block Thursday night. Um, And we can pretty much speculate from there what's going to happen. I imagine that we'll just let the rest of the week play out and then we'll catch up again after everything goes down on Thursday to kind of review and go over our thoughts. Um, But there was one other topic that I kind of wanted to just graze over with you before we stop. But is there anything else that you have to say about Big Brother? Not really. I think I've given all my notes so far. Okay. The only other thing that I wanted to mention is just something that I'm excited about. Um, and we can talk about it obviously more next week, but next Thursday is the premiere of the Challenge USA. Yes. I actually last I think the last episode was like, that's happening September. No, it is August 10th. Yeah. So yeah, uh um, we've, we've got, you know, a lot of big brother alumni that are gonna be in it. Um just Notably, we've got Monty from last season. We've got Amir from last season. Um, we've got Indy from last season. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. And then like some repeat people. Um, 
Desi is going to be in it again. I'm happy. I'm excited to see her get some redemption for her game. Um, and then we're also going to have like some regular uh, challenge people. So we'll see Wes. Um, he's going to be oh, yeah. in, uh, the USA version. Uh, Corey. I've um, missed seeing my favorite ginger on the challenge. Right. right. <laughs> um, CBS and Viacom really love Corey. They put him in as many shows as they possibly can. So he can <laughs> add um the challenge usa to his thursday night roster and then you can see him on wednesday nights on teen mom um you know so if you really like Corey, he's on the tv all the time yeah um but yeah so uh hopefully after next week we will have a little bit of some thoughts of the uh challenge premiere as well so be sure to check back for that as well absolutely i will know in our like introductory episode of the characters, we were both like Riley just sort of seems like a flat character. She has stepped up our game. She has surprised she... us. She has turned it around. She is not as flat as we thought. She just had bad introductory videos. I will I say agree. that it was probably bad editing on I don't know somebody's part. But Riley, honey, you have stepped up. We love you. You are playing a game, but you will maybe playing a game with too many people. I agree on all that. She's definitely one of the people that has surprised me so far. Kind of like judgmental of her choice of music because she likes Morgan Wallen. But I won't. there were many tweets about that. But I won't. I, will, I won't hold it against be. her. We'll she let lives, the Twitter Twitter speak for us. She lives in Nashville. She that's just what she knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. I, I mean, I don't think she's necessarily going home anytime soon. So, well, I think she'll be around for a bit. Oh, yeah. All right. So that is it for us for this episode. Um, we are glad that you stuck around for as long as you did. If you did, um, you can find us on the socials. Cora, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at Moms Reality Escape. You can email us with all of your questions, comments, and concerns to momsrealityscape at gmail.com. Or you can chat with us on Twitter at MomsRLTYEscape. All right. Well, we are glad you've listened to us. Um, we hope you come back around for it. And expect the unexpected. Oh, 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 oh,